Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Coming up on TMS, Smarties, the gateway drug to cocaine. I'm double sorry. Therapy ride Tuesdays. God-given right to double burn. I kissed a bug and I liked it. Seppuku is all about the experience. <laughs> Shrek salad. Rainbow bright bird bias. Ten smothered burritos. Glue gun balls. Big horny beetles. Lentils make you fart. It's science. Getting down to brass tacks with Bill. And now our science expert, it's just Bobby. And more on this episode of The Morning Stream. We interrupt this program to bring you a news bulletin. The express train from Monterey has been derailed outside of Mexico City. Early reports indicate an appalling loss of life. There are eyewitness accounts which state that monster scorpions have swarmed around the wreckage, creating havoc. This is the morning stream. Mm, all your base are belong to us. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to TMS. It's the morning stream for Tuesday, March 21st, 2023. I'm Scott Johnson. That's Brian Ibbett. Hi, Brian. Yes. Hello. Yellow. Yellow again. Hello. I just cut. Oh, that's, that's the end of that song. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna be stuck in uh, forever if, if yeah. I let that one go. Yeah, don't let that go. Hey, uh, I gotta tell everybody a quick recommendation before we do anything else. Ooh, okay. Uh, right. If you have not yet heard it and are uh, any kind of fan at all of Dead Mouse uh, albums, mm. his new collaboration with uh, I forgot the other guy's name. Hold on, it's mostly collab with him, but it's also got some of his solo tracks. Smokey Robinson. It is, uh, yes, the corpse of Smokey Robinson. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, Cascade is the person he does it with. Anyway, okay. uh, known for, you know, his deep house sort of business. Anyway, um, out of nowhere, so I got the backstory on it. My nephew, Chuck, who runs the, or who's the head of the band Brother, who performed at uh, uh, one of our TMS Vegas a couple Park. years ago. Yeah, the, the, the TMS Vegas we had at uh, Container Park. For I think finale. our last... Uh, one before the pandemic, right? 2019? Yeah, yeah. so 2019, yeah. Um, anyway, he, back in 2020, w- some producers asked him to come into the studio to record some tracks, and they didn't say what for. They were just like, okay, well, he was working with the label, and they were going to try to see if anyone would pick these up. So they were doing some demo tracks. So he went and recorded these tracks, and they didn't hear anything about these tracks until, like, a week ago. Okay. And a week ago, they call him and go, Chuck... Good news. Um, your song's on the new Dead Mouse album. <laughs> oh, my God. That's great. It what is, a great way to find that out. It right? is great. Like, he kind of like freaked surprise. him out. He's like, what? Really? Whoa. And so basically what, what happened is he, you know, uh, Dead Mouse took that track and then added, you know, the Dead Mouse part and sure. made a track out of it called Powder Blue, which is the fifth track on the new album. Anyway, it the whole record is freaking slamming. It is so oh, good. Cool. I love it so much, and that particular song's really good. So, 
So there's a little nepotism there for me on track five, but the rest of it, really good. So just a quick album recommendation. It's called KX5, which is really just Dead Mouse That's at a, the five. A Mazda. Yeah, it, is, it sounds like a Mazda, doesn't it? <laughs> the new KX5. Um, it's uh, And it's his, again, this thing he did with Cascade. It's up on Spotify and Apple Music, and it's great. Really cool. good. So go cool. give, give go it a listen. listen to that. I just actually listened uh, to the T-Pain, uh, brand new T-Pain cover album, which is surprisingly good. Like, I didn't know what to expect going into it because, uh, you know, I think I think T-Pain, I think, uh, I really think Lonely Island, I'm on a boat, I'm wearing flippy floppies. That, oh, you know, yeah. That whole thing. I just think auto, auto-tune, that's all I think. That's why I think auto-tune as well. I've, yeah. So far, I don't know how much I've heard. I, it's not as not, it's not noticeable if it's if he's using it, but he's got a cover of uh, Don't Stop Believing by Journey, Change is Gonna Come by Sam Cooke, Stay With Me by Sam Smith. Nice. War Pigs by Black Sabbath. Oh, War Pigs. Actually, I love that song. It's actually really good. Really? It's surprisingly, yeah. It's, it's, um, it feels, it's like very immersed in just soul. Hmm. Just your R&B, 80s, 90s soul. No, Interesting. You know, that's no an interesting take on that song, because that song is so like... I don't even know how to. I don't even know how to describe. It. It's not even metal. I don't know how to describe that song. War pigs. Yeah, war pigs is like. I mean, it's it's Black Sabbath, so it's metal, but yeah. it's like a different. Yeah, but it's it's not your typical. It's certainly not your typical metal song. Mm-mm. But oh, I love that song though. It's so good. Rainbows gather in their masses. Masses. Something. Taking something home in economic classes. <laughs> they are. Uh, Wearing contacts instead of glasses. <laughs> emitting, emitting stinky <laughs> lentil gases. Why lentils? Because lentils make you fart. It's been oh, scientifically proven. That's lentils true. are. I mean, it's a bean, right? Are, so, yeah, it's a bean. Yeah, it's a legume. You. Those beans will get you every time, man. Uh, I got an important, important note here from Tristan, Tristan, not your son. Different Tristan. Sure, sure. He's from he spell, Edmonton. He spells it horribly. Yeah, it's T R Y S. I guess it's Tristan. <laughs> Try Stan. Try like Stan. You're, like yeah. you're just urging Stan to to come on, give it one last go. Yeah. Try Stan. Come on, Would try you? Stan one more time. Just do it for us. Well, Try Stan from Edmonton, Alberta, uh, wrote in about episode two four two six and says those aren't M and M's in your trail mix. They're Smarties. <laughs> I think they're M and M's here. Right. Yeah, here there are M and M's. The what we call M and M's, the UK and I guess Canada. I didn't realize Canada as well calls Smarties those uh, candy coated chocolates. Here, Smarties are little um, non chocolate, little hard, mm-hmm. uh, little little discs, sugar sugar yeah, discs, little discs. Yeah, they're the ones and my friends used to. I had a friend in high school used to crush them up and snort them because he was weird. <sighs> wow. I know. Yeah, he has nose issues now, like legit. Does he? I'm not surprised. But I'm not sure it's from the Smarties in high school or the cocaine oh. he did in college. It could be that. <laughs> really? I can't believe Smarties were a gateway drug to cocaine. I, I love that, it. I think that guy just wanted to put powder up his nose. It really just felt <laughs> so, like it. exactly. Yeah. Was, uh, was Snuff, like when I was in junior high school, Snuff was oh, yeah. huge. Out here, I haven't heard of that in so long. What happened to Snuff? Is it still a thing? Oh, I mean, I God. assume it is, but there was a hot minute there. Snuff. Yeah, there was a hot second in the eighties, early eighties, where every kid thought it was cool. Yeah, except me, <laughs> except for me and Scott, yeah. who thought it was dumb and uh, did not follow. Did I think that was the the first 
salvo in my war against the sheep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> war against the following the herd in high school. Like, no, I'm not doing that garbage. What are you stupid? Yeah, snuff was a weird thing. It was basically just what was it, like powdered tobacco product or something. I think so. Yeah, snorted. but there was something that they they snorted too. It wasn't just the because it was the um, snuff was the stuff you snorted, right? As opposed to the I think so. They would put it on their yeah. little knuckle uh, crease yes. here and go yes. like that. And, yeah. and then everybody would go, whoa, and you'd wear like a rush shirt while you did it and stuff like that. <laughs> That's my memory uh, of it. Let's see. Yeah. Powdered tobacco. You're right. There you go. Powdered preparation of tobacco used by inhalation. It can't be good for your membranes no. and whatnot. No. Right? Like chew is pretty bad too for the same reasons. Don't be doing yeah. that stuff. <laughs> Rebel scum in the chat says snuff is great. Well, all right then. <laughs> Um, right. yeah. It was made by Copenhagen, so that's why I thought it was like a, uh, yeah, like it was a, a chicken gum kind of thing. Like for a, a, for a long time, I thought that snuff, when they would say snuff, I thought they meant mo- the movies with death in it. Snuff films. Oh, yeah, snuff films. Sure. So sure. so I'd hear that and go, ooh, that sounds scary. I didn't know what some... those were until, until I was educated by Nicolas Cage, I believe. Yeah, yeah he'll let you know what's up. <laughs> Faces Bio Cal says, movie. in 2018, he got a job in Seattle and sat next to a guy who spit his chew into a soda can. So Ugh. gross. Uh, my college roommate, a guy named Jay, I won't, I won't reveal his last name, although I should look the guy up and see what he's doing these days, uh, used a transparent plastic Mountain Dew bottle. Oh, my god! Spit his stuff in there. So it wasn't even like, at Ugh. least in a can, you just get the sound of it and you forget about it for a second. There, it's like, it just sits on our shared desk that's so gross and he'd reuse it oh yeah jay was uh jay could get four wears out of out of his clothes because he would wear it frontwards backwards inside out frontwards and inside out backwards jay jay was just about conservation it turns out he just wanted to jay was the laziest f but god he was a talented (laughs) artist pissed okay. me off like let me tell really you what's gross though that is so gross in that bottle here's the reason yeah it's yeah. one thing it's gross that you're spitting it in anything to, one yeah. two yeah it's gross that it's a it's a bottle and three i guess the two is, doesn't really matter but three it's a semi-translucent yellow tinted bottle which means or green which means that you're going to not only see the crap you spit in there yeah but it's yeah. going to have the tint it's which the makes smell. it look worse Oh, it's horrible. Yeah, the green tint on that brown, but then there's this kind of minty smell. That's foul, dude. I just found him, by the way. Uh, oh, he's, he's uh, what's I he up to? Search. Anything good? He, he owns a, oh man, do I even say, he owns his own studio. He's been doing uh, 30 years experience in the animation, graphic design, and gaming industries. Wow. Yeah. Had a career then. I should, I should friend him. Yeah, friend him. <laughs> Friend him, find out what's going on. He might spit yeah. in your. Uh, he'll spit in your reply, uh, and you'll smell mint when you yeah, get it. There you go. Oh, good. Yes. Yeah, I was. Yeah, forget- incredibly talented artist just ticks me off. That, uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. The weird. The better they are, the weirder yeah. they are. That's what I was. I know told. exactly. Anyway. Well, anyway, so thank you, Tristan from Alberta, <laughs> and uh, we'll keep that in mind. 
If he sees that I follow him and he reaches back out, I, should I say, dude, so good to hear from you. Man, you were so talented. By the way, still still, uh, still spitting chew into a plastic Mountain Dew uh, transparent Yeah, bottle? ask him. Say, are you doing yeah. that? And are you also still, is that shirt, the shirt you're having on right now? Is it four days old? Uh, <laughs> That's right. Oh, yeah. And he listened to Nights in White, White Satin incessantly, like over and over. That was his favorite song. And I think at least I heard it once a night while we were... Oh my gosh! Uh, roommates in in college, and we were in. This was not like roommates where we've got oh a couple couple rooms, a bathroom, blah blah. No, this was a one room dorm room with two beds in it, and a shared desk and two closets, and that's it. Like basically, dang. I heard whatever he was dishing out. He heard whatever I was dishing out. He probably, you know, he could probably say, "Oh yeah, well, Brian, you were like you did this and you did this and you did this to be irritating." So. I can't, you know, I can't speak. Maybe he has a list of things Brian did. We don't know. I bet he does. Maybe he'll reach out and say, hey, what what annoyed you about me in, in college? What did I do? Well, let's look into some uh, a deeper into Brian's life. Be courteous and obey traffic regulations. I was sent a list by an anonymous sender. Okay, I don't, yes. I don't have their name, but uh, now, I love this. Do you have the background on this list? Because... I don't have a background at all on this. I don't know where okay. it's from or what so the this deal is. So is, this comes from, somebody posted this like on Instagram, and this is a list that somebody printed up, laminated, and put on the back of their seat, the, the back of their uh, passenger seat, so that somebody getting into their lift ride could choose from the following 10 options for the kind of ride they want. Okay, it's like a menu for them. A menu. And so when they get in, they, they you know, they look at this list and say, I'll take the number five, please, or something like that, right? This is great. I didn't realize that this was yeah. like a selection thing. Have you thought about doing this for your for your rides? Or I don't know? want to go to the effort. I really, yeah, well, let's go over the list and I'll talk about why I don't want to do this. All right. <laughs> All right, here's number one. The awkward ride. You ignore this menu completely. Then we sit in silence for the remainder of the ride. That's number one. Uh huh. So I, I'll bet a lot of people would choose one. I guess if it's paper, though, you're not really choosing anything. It's just like a fun thing back there, right? Yeah, yeah. Because you're not going, uh, I'll have the number one driver. No one does that, right? No one does that. I mean, especially number one, because you ignore the menu completely. So it's, it's num- the number one will never get chosen because it immediately... Uh, it immediately destroys rule number one. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, By num- choosing number one, you've you've eliminated number one. All right, here's number two. The funny ride. I tell you jokes uh, or entertaining stories from my life. That would be Brian in this case. Uh, I don't want to do... Like, you start a conversation with me, I'll, I'll, I'll talk. But I'm not going to be like, Ah, let me tell you about the time that I had a concert in Las Vegas with Richard Cheese. Mm. Yeah, see, don't. Yeah, I agree. That's a bummer. That's like the chimichanga on a Mexican restaurant menu. No one really wants to make it. It's a pain in the ass. <laughs> it's a pain, but you have to have it because you're a Mexican restaurant. You have to put it on there. So, yeah, but it's yeah. hard to All make. Right. That's a very interesting. Like there, there's a. That's an analogy I love, man. That oh, good. I got one right. That yes. feels good. Oh, yeah. You get them right all the time. I get, I get, the I get them. They're always right to me. Yes. Um, <laughs> they're real to me. They're real right. to me, man. All right, here's three. The silent ride, and then there's that's all it is, obviously. That's all it silent. is. Like, not even any description, because what more do you need? Just no, the silent ride. Just be yeah. nice and quiet. Um, that's So that's the number one if they read the menu. Right. <laughs> as soon as they read the menu, the number one becomes the number three. Yeah, number three and number one are swappy. Uh, number four, the create. Uh, sorry, the creepy ride. I don't say anything, but I keep staring at you in the rearview mirror. I like this one. 
God. I like this one. Because if you're a little, you know, if you're not sure about somebody or they got like two mouths or something, you're going to be checking them out going, oh, what's that about? I worry about about the four, the creepy ride, because um, I'm a conscientious driver. I like to know, like, who's in front of me, who's behind me, who's on either side of me in the car. And I like, you know, I'm constantly checking the mirrors so that I know like, Oh, if I need to change lanes really quick, cause the exit's coming up, I want to know what car is on my right that I need to look for to be aware of. Right. Oh, I know there's yeah. a red, a red sedan coming up on my right side and I just kind of look for it. And if I don't see them, then I know that they're, they're either hanging back in my blind spot or they've moved over a lane and I missed them. Right. Right. And, uh, so I'll constantly, you know, be looking around and driving kind of looking up and looking, you know, and then I'll, I'll look in the rearview mirror to see the cars behind me, but my eyes will just for a second drift over to the person in the back seat who will then be like, look up from their phone and see that I'm looking at them. And I have to like immediately. Yeah. Well, so, just, just look at, just look at the red sedan, make wait for the red sedan. Yeah. You don't want to make eye contact at the, in those yeah. awkward situations. I get it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, so <laughs> it reminds me, what does that remind me of? Oh, that reminds me of that movie with Tom Cruise and Jamie Foxx where he drives Tom Cruise around, the Michael Mann movie. Can't think yes, of the name of the movie. Uh, Collateral? Collateral. Oh, I love Collateral. that movie so yeah, much. That's a good movie. That's a good movie. So yeah. good. All right. Here's number five. The karaoke okay. ride. We rock out to hits from the 80s, early 2000s, or literally whatever you want. You're closest to this, I think. I've done this. I've had people... Who who got in the car and said, "Oh my God, you like Oingo Boingo? We love Oingo Boingo. Play play the song by Oingo Boingo because they see I have the sticker on the back of my car, right? And uh, and so I like play that, and then they're like, "Oh, play this." Usually, uh, I mean, the only time it's ever happened is is uh, when I pick up drunks, drunk and girls. They yeah. want to hear specific songs, and uh, and they don't know the words to them, and uh, I don't want to sit there and and while I'm driving, constantly be telling my Apple device, my smart assistants on my smart assistant on my Apple's device. Yeah, uh, what song to play? Because inevitably, they will be yelling. The, the other people in the car will be yelling and talking and you know saying everything while I'm trying to get mm-hmm. SIRI to do what I want. Yeah, and you're going to say like play. Um, I don't know, landslide by Fleetwood Mac. Right, and instead, Fleetwood they're Mac. going to start some song by T Pain again. <laughs> exactly. Because they didn't hear it right. By the uh, way, the right. provider of my Oingo Boingo sticker, TVZ Gun, right there in the oh, chat. Oh, very nice. Oh, it's been a, been a few days, TVZ Gun. Yeah. Nice to see you here. Uh, here's one. The Bubbles Ride. We blow bubbles the whole time. F that. Who would do that? <laughs> that seems like a real bad idea to me. Just bad. Like, oh, yeah. That, those, that bubble juice is never going to get spilled in my car with, you know, drunk people blowing bubbles or setting it down on the Yeah, run, you think you know? bubbles, it's like, oh, it's soap. What harm can it cause? Dude, it's the worst. It is the, the worst. worst. Yeah. Ooh, maybe I'll set up a fog machine in my car, too. That mm-hmm. sounds like a great idea, too. Yeah, don't do any of this. It's all bad. Yeah, all right. Uh, how about this one? The talks, I'm sorry, the small talk ride. We talk about how crazy the weather has been lately, and I ask if you caught the game last night. <laughs> By default, that's that's most of the rides I get. Yeah. Kind of that and a combination of another another ride we'll get to, but that's... In the Mexican restaurant situation, this is the smothered uh, burrito. <laughs> this is the smothered chicken burrito. Yeah, that everybody this is the combination wants. combination one. Yeah, basically. combo one. Everybody always gets it. It's just the common thing. They're always making 10 of them in the back. It's just an easy one to make. That's the one. Yep. 
Uh, number eight, the therapy ride. You vent to me about your problems and I listen. That happens sometimes, right? Good. 10% of my rides are therapy rides. And I've, I've uh, tucked people into going back into rehab. Like one of my first weeks of driving, I got sent up to Longmont and I picked up a guy. We were going to pick up his car because uh, he, oh, he left it at right. the bar. And I said, oh, man, that's super, you know, very good, responsible of He's like, well, it's responsible of me, but, you know, but it's my one responsible thing I've done in a sea of irresponsible things. And so we talked the whole time about, you know, he's had this drinking problem and he's just not sure. And I said, well, you know, just go, you need to find someone just to talk to. Don't, you don't have to go jump right back into rehab or jump into something like that, but, but find somebody, you know, find somebody who can, you can just talk with. And, uh, cause, cause we're almost at your car and your time is up. Yeah. Your time is up. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I have other appointments. You're going to have to get out of the car. Exactly. Now. Yes. Uh, how about Tina's, the, Tina's great at the therapy ride. She turns all of her rides into therapy rides. Oh, every ride is a therapy ride yeah. with Tina. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh, so, so how did that make you feel? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to the mall to you know, just want to go to the gap and get some pants. Oh, how do you feel about the gap? Do you feel like there's a gap in your life that needs to be filled? That's right. Why do you feel required to wear pants? From the what? Gap. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting that you chose Gap instead of H and M. Is there or the sister store Old Navy? Tell me, how was your childhood? <laughs> how did the Kmart touch you, or something? Uh, the drunk ride you throw up in my car. Not a chance. No That's thanks. I stop. I don't drive after 7 p.m. And I know people can get drunk before 7, but that really significantly reduces the chances that I'm going to pick their drunk butts up. Yeah, you don't want that. Nobody, freaking nobody wants that. Ever. No, and I and and I do have barf bags both in the pockets in the back of the passenger and driver's Oh, like seats. the airplane type with the little hooks and the stuff? Not the airplane, not the airplane type. I got some that are like little green rings with a bag. And oh, the bag kind yeah, of yeah. presses into the plastic ring. Yeah. Tina got these when she was going through chemo, and uh, we saved them, and turned out they were the perfect thing to put in our cars for, for this sort of thing. Have you had anyone use one? Nope. Okay, good. <laughs> Cross nope, those nobody's ever Nobody's ever puked in my car. That's awesome. You don't want, ever yeah. want that. I don't ever want that. Number 10, and finally on the menu, we have the uh, cliche ride. You ask me how long I've been uh, driving for Lyft. Do you get that a lot? Yeah. Where it's like. Almost every time. And and uh, that was the like the joke I made during the spree, my spree intro for Film Sack was that, that that every single writer asks me, how long have you been driving for Lyft? And I say, oh, yeah, yeah a couple of years, but I took, took a year off for the pandemic, blah, blah, blah. So it is like the every, it is the every question. It's hard for people to avoid that one, I'll bet. I bet they just can't stand not asking it. You it's, know? you know, though it tells me. It's like weather. They'll, they'll right? get in. It's like, it's like co- the weather, yeah, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it is. It, and uh, it's, it's like um, they'll get in the car. uh Hey, looks like we're going to 1824 South Market. Yep, yeah. that's right. Okay, cool. Hey, if you need, there's a phone charger in the back, bottles of water in that cooler by your feet. Uh, let me know if you need anything. Right. Oh, no problem. Sounds good. And then if they say that, then it's like, oh, okay, that that tells me that they want to chat while we're driving. I don't need a stupid menu to tell me they no, want to chat. No, you don't need Just a menu. Them. Yeah, you know what? Just intuit this stuff, everybody. Exactly. You don't need to freaking exactly. have a menu. All right? You'll be fine. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah, there's... 
four or five on here that I don't want them to choose. No, ever. hell no. <laughs> Just have a you know have a smaller menu like a fancy little place that only opens from like two two p.m. to nine or whatever. Right, exactly. It's a prefix. It's yeah. actually you you uh, you get basically you get these three options or you get nothing, That's and those right. are your choices. The one thing Spree taught me, the movie Spree, is that I will never drink a Lyft or Uber driver's <laughs> water. I'll never do it again. I know. It sucks because, you know. I, I mean, I'll think of it immediately. Airport. He'll say, hey, there's water back there. If you need any, I'll just go. Oh, I know what you're up to, dude. I've seen your glue yeah. gun. Let me, you mind if I check it for residue from a, uh, a, a, a wax gun, a glue yeah. gun? Yeah. Do you have any glue gun balls on there that I missed the first time when I looked? Hmm. I, I think it's it's just good that that movie was so seen by so few people because I don't have to worry about that. Because I pick up people from the airport all the time and they've never been to Colorado and they are not used to the altitude and that you basically have to just stay hydrated the entire time. Oh, right, here. right. Altitude, so, that's why they always tell, when we do, uh, did Nertacular up there, we always said to tell people, you know, drink and stuff, but you're going to get dehydrated quick because yeah. you're yes. higher elevation, alternate, so drink. Alternate your, your booze with glasses of water. And even in Vegas, I know it's not altitude there, Dude, when you're in Vegas, make sure you alternate your your alky beverages with some water because yeah. you need it. Especially if you go but, in there uh, in like July or August, you're gonna it's really hot. So yeah, I mean, I'd say out of regular rides, five percent of the people actually help themselves to a bottle of water. Uh, airport rides, when I pick somebody up from the airport, probably a good 40 percent of people. Well, you look trustworthy. Like I'd get in your car and go, "Oh, wow, this is the friendliest thing I ever did." I'll just have that water. I'd like I wouldn't think about it twice. But now I've seen this movie and I just feel like flat general rule: I'm not drinking anybody's water ever again. I know. Yeah, too well, tamperable. I'm certainly not going to drink it if it's like mm, this is some weird tasting water. <laughs> is this some sort of like? Is this natural water? Is this smart water? What am I? What am I tasting in yeah. this? Uh, Ooh, you reminded me how much I don't like smart water. <laughs> <laughs> but you use a you reuse a smart water bottle. Isn't that bottle next to you a smart water no, bottle? No, this one is just a Kirkland. Um, oh, Kirkland. Okay, uh, it looks like the, the, uh, the It does. You're bottle. you're not wrong. It does kind of. But the it's smart the water flavor ones are like, oh, this one's peach or whatever. No, it isn't. Oh, it's freaking yeah, saccharine yeah. nightmare. It's awful, terrible. Oh, speaking of music, yeah. Brian, in your car. Yeah, yeah. We got a call and. Um, oh, cool. You know, we sometimes have people who will we'll make a claim or a comment on the show and they'll say, yeah, I got to pipe in and give my opinion on a thing. Well, that's what happened Rebut. Here. They have to rebut. Yeah, this is a rebut from uh, Jason. This is about vinyl records and the difference in sound and that sort of thing. So uh, enjoy. This is Jason from Pennsylvania. Uh, I'm just calling to comment about a uh, discussion, I think it was last week or so, about whether records sound better than digital or CDs. I'm a music producer and I get this question all the time. And the actual answer for whether records sound better than anything else is depends what you put on it. Uh, you can put CD quality on CD quality music onto a record, and it's going to sound like a CD. If you put a higher, uh, you put a higher quality version on it, it's going to sound like that higher quality version. If you put an MP3 quality version of your music onto a record, it's going to sound like an MP3. But it, what, where this really gets interesting is if you think about your older records, like, say, Dark Side of the Moon, like you guys were talking about last week, uh, if you then they took that straight, completely analog front tape and put it onto record. I guarantee that that sounds better than a digitized version on your CDs or even the digitized versions, which take te technically take samples of the music 
uh, like a film would at a certain rate and and turn it into a digital file. If it's completely straight from the tape, it's going to sound better than a digital version of it anything. So that's your quick and dizzy answer uh, for whether records sound better. They can, they might not. Uh, have a good one. Bye. Interesting. They can, <laughs> but they might not. <laughs> you know? The, the irony that we get a sound quality <laughs> explanation from that phone call. Yeah, I was going to say, is like this. He, I mean, you know, obviously in his car and it's a little rough and all that, but it is kind of funny that we're talking about funny, sound yeah. quality from a call well, that's not that and, great. And Pops at Recline made the same joke, but I, I was thinking about doing that before I even saw Pops at Recline's comment in the chat room. That's right. But you no, stay you know, in Recline, Pops. Uh, yeah. he, that's a very, very good point. And, and, you know, the 180 gram vinyl records versus the thinner, because you've got, I don't know if it's, this might be another question for him, like deeper grooves in the 180 gram vinyl, or it's just sturdier, so oh, it, interesting. it doesn't flop around or something? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wondered, yeah, I didn't think about that. Maybe the density of the grooves or some other factors play into yeah. it. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. But there's so many, there's so many factors in that. And, and this, you know, this is like a $200 turntable I've got up here. Yeah. Uh, with so many records on it, stacked on top of it, you probably wonder, how can Brian listen to anything on there? And the truth is, Brian hasn't listened to anything on there in a couple of weeks, and he needs to. Yeah. But uh, um, the um, the hundred or the two hundred dollar turntable isn't going to sound as good as a much higher direct drive, better needle. Yeah. You know, I mean, basically, there's so many factors that that. If you 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 can throw money at it and have a very very good listening experience, and this is connected via USB to my computer, so it's you know I'm again at the mercy of whatever my speaker sounds are, sure, or my headphones, or whatever. right, right, right. So, That's a lot of it as well as how good how good is your output, yeah. not just your input. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I've always been, I've I've kind of from afar watched people argue about fidelity when it comes to records or vinyl versus you know other formats, and yeah. I kind of just don't care. It's like. I've, as long as I've like, I'll put on these. Where are they? Right here. I'll put on these like sound isolating monster headphones, and I'll listen to that Dead Mouse album, and it sounds incredible to me. Now, yeah. I'll, you know, it is Apple's lossless format, which is a better sound, and and all of that. But and you know, Spotify does its thing or whatever. So you're getting the, probably the best you're going to get digitally. But right. it just to me, it's the it's aces, and I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I just yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's loud. It's bassy. It's it's fine. For I'm, me, the turntable advantage is that experience. That experience of t- slipping the the uh, the insert out of the record sleeve, pulling the record out of the the I guess the sleeve, the inserted sleeve. Right. Putting it on there, using my disc washer to clean the dust off, and then uh, and then putting the needle on. There is something. Needle. There is something to be said for that whole routine, right? Yeah. yeah. It's exactly. pretty great. It's like, uh, it's like why there's so many uh, Japanese people who kind of swear by the fold the napkin the particular way and drape it over your arm as you carry the. You know, there's the ritual that goes along with the. Uh, what am I describing? Seppuku or something? I don't know, but uh, <laughs> but whatever it is, there's a ritual that goes along with it. That's as much of the experience as anything else. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the ritual of committing clean you clean off the katana very carefully and That's then right. you sit on the ground holding the katana yeah. with both hands wearing that <laughs> fancy robe you kept just for this occasion all that stuff that's right yes uh, well that's great <laughs> we we like we like the deeper dive and we like hearing from experts so uh, thank you very sure. much Jason for your expertise 
I want to give a quick thanks to somebody before we get to the news. Uh, good pal of the show, AJ Bobo. Been listening <laughs> for a long time, been out there for a very long time. Uh, so a while back, I don't know if you remember this, but I drew a, uh, a Warhammer 40K uh, character. Okay. Just a big, cool looking, you know, buff. Once I get yeah. in the mood for this sort of thing. And he just looks like a big space marine looking dude. And uh, kind of nondescript. I wasn't going for a particular army or whatever. So all you all you 40K heads out there, chill. I'm not doing... I wasn't doing anything super serious. I just wanted to make like a cool looking 40K guy. So I did. I drew it, put it out there. Didn't think about it again. AJ Bobo is a, a guy who paints 40K figurines. Oh, cool. So he painted one exactly the colors and style Are that I did art. mine in. And I love it so much that I will never let it leave. I will hold on to the... I didn't bring it to put on camera like an idiot. <laughs> I will never let it leave until right this until moment this when second. I did not bring it to the studio. Yeah, I meant to put it in here. It's upstairs. But it's so freaking cool. Oh, uh, that's awesome. And wow, I love it so much. Cool. And I just wanted to give him a big hairy shout out for making such a rad little thing. Um, it just t- And it caught me by total surprise. I didn't know it was going to be there. It was in the P.O. box. Bam. Yeah. Made my entire week. So thank you, That's AJ cool. Bobo. That was really nice. I mean, I could have gone cool. through the trouble of saying, hey, Brian Ibiter, hey, Brian Dunaway, print me a 40K guy. Sure. Send sure. him in the mail. Okay, now I'll paint him and try to be exact. No, I had a perfectly suitable <laughs> expert named AJ Bobo do it, and he's amazing. So anyway. That's awesome. Let us now drift over to the newsroom. And do a little bit of news brought to you by Wet Day Old Salad. Okay, so we went to Kim's parents, or no, Kim's sister's house and her parents. Everybody were there. We had a family thing on Sunday. And her sister, Julie, who I call Jolie, just for no reason. um, (laughs) Okay. I don't know why. I always have. Just always called her Jolie. Don't know why. Okay. Um, She made... And she, her other sister, Danielle, I called Darnell. So I don't know. It's just the thing Oh, really? I do. So you just do it with... Okay. Gotcha. I don't know why I do right. it. Um, I don't do it with Sarah or Angel or other two sisters. But anyway, uh, they're all there hanging out, doing their thing. And she always makes the salad. It's always amazing. Just this like spinach with mixed greens and amazing Ooh. like homemade uh, dressing stuff she does and all these little bits. So good. And it was incredible. And at the end of the night, I'm like, I'm bagging some of that and taking what's left because I love that. I'll eat it tomorrow. So I did that. Heck yeah. Now, this is a pre-mixed salad, meaning while we're there eating it, prior to us eating it, she had mixed it. So all the stuff's in there, including the dressing. It's perfect. All good. Right. Here's the problem. You make a bag of that. You take it home. You put it in the fridge. You open it the next day for lunch. It's not the same. It's been soaking in that dressing that whole time. Yeah. And- I expected Shrek to pop out and go, get out of my swamp. For real. <laughs> it didn't happen, yeah. though. Yeah. Anyway, Ugh. don't recommend it. Uh, let's do this. Let's tell you about this story. <laughs> Canada, boy, you're in the news now. Hold on, there's here's your uh, thing. Canada. Uh, they're they're giving the middle finger uh, to everybody by saying it's a God-given right, according to a Canadian judge, to give the middle finger. All right. <laughs> yeah, but do they do they do it with a sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry? Oh, I'm so sorry for this. Oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> I love it. I love the idea that while they're Look, yelling you can, and insulting you, hear, you, you could put some Tim Hortons on this. You could put a couple donuts or even one of our uh, coins on this middle finger because there's a I, hole. I, I'm double sorry. I'm so double sorry. <laughs> anyway, 
We love Canada. Um, giving your neighbor the middle finger may not have been polite, but it's protected as part of a person's right to freedom under uh, of expression under Canadian uh, the Canadian Constitution, which often I think we forget other countries have constitutions. We act like ours is sure. some holy writ, but uh, oh yes, no, other people, people have it too. Because people have been wrapping themselves in it for the last three years. That's mm. why they don't have to wear a mask. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in a 26-page decision, Dennis Galak. Galactus, I'm just going to call him. <laughs> the world eater from Canada. The world eater, yeah. Uh, dismissed Galliasatos. case. Galliasatos? That sounds right. Galliasatos, yeah. Uh, dismissed a case against a man accused of harassing his neighbor in the Montreal suburb. To be uh, abundantly clear, says the judge, it is not a crime to give someone the finger, he said in a ruling on 24th of February. Flipping the proverbial bird is a God-given, charter-enshrined right that belongs to every red-blooded Canadian, he added. <laughs> Referring to Canada's Charter of Rights and Freedoms. Well, that's cool. We have the Bill yeah. of Rights. They got the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. The charter, yeah, the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. That's I cool. That yeah, I like yeah. that a lot. Or the CORAF, the C-O-R-A-F. Oh, even better. It's just a big thing full <laughs> I, of juice. I tune yeah. out as somebody uses the term God-given. Yeah, I kind of do too. Do you like don't it. get it if you don't believe in God? Is yeah. That the deal? What if you're an atheist? Yeah. You don't. Uh, yeah. It's just what if given? you believe in Allah or uh, Jah or or one of those other ones. Well, right? those are other gods, so you could technically say it's under the under the oh, thing. Oh, that's right. But if hey, you go God given right, man. If you say it's a Jesus given right, then you're you know you got a bias there. Good if you say Crom, yes. uh, then you or wait. <laughs> Who is the god of the... Uh, yeah, Krom is, Krom is the... Is, uh, is Conan? Conan? Uh, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, Conan, right? Yeah, it was Conan. Conan. It was Conan, yeah. Okay. By Krom, I, I, I'm here with well, my sword. Well, maybe... Because I, I thought he would say, no, you're right. I think Krom might have been a deity. But I was thinking it was like his... Ah, Krom, man. I just... I stepped on my sword. Ah, Krom. I can't remember. It's been so long since I've seen that. Yeah. But. Anyway, the accused is Neil Epstein. He's a teacher. Uh, he's been arrested by police in uh, May 2021 for uttering death threats and criminal harassment against his neighbor, okay. which was which is like, I'm going to kill you. Sorry. Sorry. I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Sorry. I'm so sorry about wanting to kill you. Uh, <laughs> in his decision, uh, he launched the stinging rebuke uh, of the neighbor and complainant. And uh, he says nothing more than mundane, petty neighborhood tri- trivialities is what this was uh, reduced to. Uh, you know, there's. It feels like if he issued death threats and and harassed his neighbor, but also gave him the bird, it feels like the middle finger is probably the lightest of the problems. <laughs> you think he's over? He's here. over focusing yeah. on the bird and maybe not enough on yeah, the death Yeah, maybe threats. you're looking at the. Maybe maybe let's let's uh let's let's just take that middle finger and we're gonna put it over here and we're not gonna look at it. Now yeah. Let's look over here at the death threats. That yeah. little middle finger is over here. We're not looking at it. We're not paying <laughs> attention to it. But over here we've got the death threats. Let's focus on the death threats. Yeah, and even even this person claimed that previously this Epstein dude uh, assaulted his parents. In March of that year, and the claim that claim also got dismissed by the judge. So I think we may have a judge with a with a like a bird bias, you know? Yeah, <laughs> he's just super into that middle finger. He's and like isn't... just this bird bias judge. Like, yeah. nope, I'm really focused on this bird bias. By the way, Rainbow Bright, that was my attempt at a Gilbert Gottfried uh, impersonation. So, also, you know what's fun to say in line or together? Uh, Rainbow Bright bird bias. That's fun to say. Rainbow Bright bird bias. Yep, Rainbow Bright bird. 
bias. Ooh, I, 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 bias. You're better. Bias. You're better at the tongue twisters than me. I screw up on no, them. Not all of them. Like seashells, seashells by the no. She sells seashells by the seashore. Seashell. See already. Already. already yeah. Up. See, I do that one bad. Twenty too. dwarves doing handstands on the carpet. Twenty dwarves doing handstands on the carpet. Twenty. That's not a tongue twister though. That's like what you say to prepare for doing a newscast, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's when yeah. you do the peas and succotash. Succotash and peas. Or whatever they do. Boots and pants and boots. Boots and, and pants. pants. <laughs> that one I could do. Not a not a tongue twister, but just fun to say. Have you so. ever heard John Jagger do his tongue twisters? It's insane. No, is he really good? He's it's he doesn't have the problem. He can do any of them in rapid succession without a single air. It's really crazy. If you've never seen that weird short animation that Carter did of us oh, talking, I did. Oh, that's right. That was uh, that was centered around some tongue twisters. Yeah. Yes, unbelievable how love, he can do that. I love that thing, and I want to make little three D uh, Johns and Bows and U's. I know, based on that. And Carter won't. Carter won't do anything. She won't help me. She no. won't create little, little. Uh, uh, you know those animator things where you have like front view side view so you get an idea of what mm-hmm. they're shaped like yeah she and needs she to help me she, she needs would, to get on it help me. she's yeah. in the chat right now carter what, what's with the yeah. slacking what's with uh, yeah, all no, the slacking no. she's like oh i'm sorry i uh you know i gotta go to iceland screw you brian i think, <laughs> yeah. is, I think is what she said i have it recorded somewhere and I think, uh, I think her and her friends are working on a plan for london or something oh really Oh, yeah. that's awesome. They're going to do it. And another... by the way, Carter, I'm, you know, I'm 100% kidding. Oh, she didn't have time. She was getting ready to. Uh, that was right before uh, she to left. Go to right? Iceland. Yeah. Exactly. There, yeah. She had other things going on. And, yep. Yeah. Well, now now you have no excuse. Get on it, girl. Although I'm mad at her because last night she was, we were, well, it's not her fault. I totally spaced it. But we were supposed to watch Brian and Charles again because I need her to see that movie. And, and uh, the, the robot, the dude's yeah. robot friend, right? The yeah. weird Northern England robot movie. Yes. I loved it so much. And I was like, I have to watch it with her. And then I keep locking us in. And it was, why is it 100% <laughs> my fault? She, she, You can have 20% of that. You could have said, Dad, aren't we supposed to watch this? And I go, oh, shoot. Yeah, okay, let's go. Let's go. But I forgot. Yeah. So tonight, Carter, tonight's the night. <clears throat> if you, and you like that main actor that's in there. Yeah. You need to watch Afterlife with Ricky Gervais. Like, put that next on your list. Even one thirty minute, just watch the first thirty minute episode. Oh, I thought he was only in. Um, I didn't know he's in both that and Dexter. He's in uh, not Dexter. Derek. He's in Derek as Derek, well. He's in Derek as well. But he's. Uh, I didn't know they collaborated more. That's cool. They they did. Yeah, and he's absolutely in uh, in Afterlife, and he's. He, I don't remember him in Derek. I absolutely remember him in Afterlife because he's <laughs> such a creepy memorable character he's so weird i love him yeah uh all right here's a story about a man who invented a device that will allow him to kiss insects oh sweet okay yeah. see how you feel about this have you ever wanted to kiss your favorite insect well now you're able to do it <laughs> do you have a favorite insect let's ask the question do you have one do i have a favorite insect yeah of all uh, the insects what do you like oh that one is the pff, i like dragonflies a lot i think dragonflies are freaking cool that's a good answer i like that too. yeah i like those big bulky looking beetles that have like horns mm. on them i don't uh-huh. know what they're called horned beetles horned beetles is that, is that what they're called <laughs> that's what they're called isn't there a beetle stag, called horn something stag beetles i think are, are also stag beetles okay yeah. yeah they're big horny beetles <laughs> Which is really only two of those left. Get it? Uh Uh-huh. Anyway, uh, I don't know that they're horny. I have no idea what's going on with Ringo and Paul. They're still Uh, alive. Both of them still alive. Yeah, they're they're still around. 
Ringo is not going to sign anything you have to send. With peace and love, if you send me something for my signature, I'm going to send it right back. With peace, peace and, and love. love. Peace and love to you. Why would he send it back? Just throw it away, you know? I think he, actually maybe he does that. Oh, yes. does he? Will I thought be he's... discarded. <laughs> Unceremoniously be... flushed down the loo. It'll be thrown in the bin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ah, the bin. I love that you guys call it the bin. The bin, I know. Oh, and and like bend. Oh, I totally bend that. Like I wish we'd have carried my, that what over. You do with my magazine. Oh, I bend it. Yeah, I bend what? it. It's for the yeah. bin now, you say. I America, we effed up. We 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 yeah. took a bunch yeah. of stuff from Britain, but yeah. we didn't keep the cool stuff. One of them was calling it a bin. Yeah. You know? Garbage yeah. day is bin day over there. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it is. It's it? bin yeah. day. I, I bin love day. it. Yeah. Bin day sounds like something to wipe your butt. Anyway, moving on. All right. Anyway, yeah. Where was I? Oh, We're I'm on this story. About, uh, kissing insects. That's right. My so you have a favorite insect. Favorite yeah, yeah. My, mine is that horn beetle. So no uh, desire to kiss a dragonfly or any insect. Yeah. Yeah, but maybe the dragonfly wants to kiss you. Oh, maybe. Maybe that's why it lands on me. Well, and a company, <laughs> a company named Leg Boot. Uh, makes weird and funny products. One of the products they produce is Dr. Odom's Bug Kiss, which has little lips for bugs loving. For bug loving. <laughs> There's a picture of this. Bugs, bugs loving. <laughs> Let's look this up because this is a gnarly deal. Yeah. Um, there it is. So it's really stupid. I mean, it's the most basic looking idea, but you just put this thing in your mouth and on one end, it covers your lips, and then the other end's like a little ver- tiny version of that, like a little pair of lips, and then you can aim that down and kiss kiss an insect with it. And okay. You can, you can buy this. This is a thing. If you I kind of like, I'm on their website, legboot.com. I'm on their site. They've actually got a bunch of stuff that is pretty cool, actually. If I play this video, uh, we're going to see a guy kiss something. Let's see. Okay. Oh, good. Is there? Oh, here we go. Yeah, there's a YouTube video. Oh, he did it. It has an add-on, so if the lips are too big for its really small insect, and it comes with a little booklet to mark off what bugs you've kissed. Okay. <laughs> really? I feel oh, like... God, look at that. That I, is... I don't know what to make of any of that. That's wild. I feel like I've seen into the heart of, of darkness now, and I this don't know how to so get out. so bizarre. It's very weird. Anyway. Oh, God. So go look it up the, if you're interested, you know. The related posts down below are, are well, one of them is just absolutely frightening. Yeah, I, I don't like it. Yeah, maybe don't look. Maybe, 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 maybe never go there. Maybe never go there. Uh, that's going to do it for today's news. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we got some uh, stuff with Bill, including a big question for Bill from Amy, and uh, some stuff with Bobby from another question from someone in Canada. Man. What's with mm. the Canadians today? You guys? So much, uh, you know, we'll just have to give them bird. Do you know that uh, Rob or uh, Jeff Sire's coming to uh, Vegas? Yes, I saw that in his uh, in his message. I can't wait. I'm can't so wait excited. Yeah, stoked to have him here yeah. for that. Uh, I, think him I mean, I'm his... excited to see everybody who's coming. Don't get me wrong. No, but, uh, but there's a few names where it's like, oh, I haven't seen him in 100 years, you know? Yeah. Just get excited about it. I can't wait to hug Did, that um, big old beast. He could beat me up if he wanted. He's great. Has Bill, Bill and Brittany said if they're going to make it or not? I can't remember. If uh, Bill, yes, Bill's coming and bringing... Oh, wait, Bill and Brittany, sorry. I'm thinking of Bobby, because I do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I haven't heard... I don't know anything about Bill. I don't know if he's... I don't know. Have yeah. we even mentioned it to Bill? <laughs> we probably should mention it to Bill. We should probably mention it to Bill. Yeah. 
We just um, assume everybody who's on the show listens to the show and knows what's going on. Yeah, we have probably a bad assumption. Um, anyway, we're going to take that break. And uh, when we come back, those people will be here. Before that, though, we need Brian to play us a little song here in the middle. Yeah, so um, I don't know if you've heard recently on uh, on the, the radio, but the um, uh, Bono's son has a new band bono from u2's son has a new band it's really good and there are times that it's like oh my god that sounds like bono and i'm trying to remember the name of it trying to remember the name of the band but it's really really good i hope it's called me also instead of you (laughs) as opposed to you too yeah yeah. that's what i want yeah probably not gonna happen uh now let's move over to another member of the band that claire i think loves so much because everybody when they find out she's from ireland they always ask her if she knows the members of you two yeah uh uh, another band called, uh, or sorry, performer named Levi Evans, and he is the son of the Edge. Oh, he's the the Edge's son. <laughs> Does he also wear a little skull cap hat thing? I don't know. I haven't seen a video of him singing, but uh, to cover his uh, anyway, this wound is or a, whatever. Anyway, go ahead. Yes, right. <laughs> Massive <laughs> seeping head wound. <laughs> Uh, this is uh, Levi Evans and a brand new single that he's released called Faith. This is great. He's uh, going to be touring the West Coast, supporting Big Loud Rock label mates uh, Yam House. Uh, so April 6th and 7th, you can go see them. This is great stuff, and I uh, hope you enjoy it. Here is Levi Evans and Faith. Talk as if it's gracious What you put on me A bed under a tree We spoke a sweet nothing Can't miss what's detrimental You know it to be true We're all a little mental just look at us too I found my faith In a garden far away With a pill so hard to take Both equally true I found my faith Don't seem so day. Just my brain It's the only thing that's keeping me from you Hard to take 
equally true I found my friend Don't seem so mundane Still it feels I just might break It's the only thing that's keeping me from Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120Hz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah. I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. He must think he's Bruce Lee. He refuses to talk with his lawyer, the priest. Anybody. Like I'd go near this 240-pound turd with a mustache. The Morning Stream. It's what's in the yogurt. We're back. Tell me one more time about Edge's son. Sure, that's Levi Evans and a song called Faith. And uh, if you're doing a search online, good luck because you'll find a lot of Faith Evans. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Just to yeah. let you know right now. Be careful. Um, but uh, yeah, if you go to Levi Evans' official YouTube channel, which is just called Levi Evans, uh, then you can you can see his music video for Faith. And you can see that the dude looks a lot like The Edge without the, the skull cap. Is The Edge last name real is his real name evans yeah is, okay yeah okay edge evans edge. Uh, edge short for edgeworth edgeworth evans is it really is, uh, no that's really not <laughs> i want it to uh, be that would be great <laughs> i can't remember the edge's real name i know that bono is paul hewson i oh, see i didn't uh, know that either i didn't I, man not not i didn't know any well of course these aren't their real names what was i thinking you let's know see david howell evans is the name of edge David the real Howell name Evans. The My yeah. gosh, what a boring ass name! No wonder you changed it to yeah, David Hell Evans. Oh, and and I'm Paul Houston. I don't know. Maybe we should uh, change our names for our band. Adam Clayton, do you? No, I'm good. I'm good. You yeah. guys go on ahead. Yeah, that's right. He was just like the normal guy. Yeah, Larry Mullen Jr. I'm good. I'm keeping it. I'm even going to keep the junior. You guys go ahead and be silly names. Let's play. We'll play dress up. You guys could do whatever you want, but that's wild. I'm keeping my name. I, I don't know. I do that. Like the internet has, everyone has a nickname. I don't have one. Yeah. Not really. I like I have a lot of nicknames I choose for gaming and stuff, but I don't have one. You yeah. don't really have no, one. I, I people call, I mean, I've been called Bibby, but not not in a an online presence, but people I've worked with. Hey, Bibby, how you doing, man? Yeah, I guess that's true. And then 
Kathy Bates used that name in Fried Green Tomatoes and everything just went to well, hell. It's all gone straight to just shit. Straight then. to hell. Well, let's see if we can go straight to Seattle, Washington, right here, right now. There's still something wrong, isn't there, Bill? <laughs> hey, look who it is. It's Bill Duran joining us from PunishProps.com and the beautiful, wonderful Seattle uh, area, roundabouts. It's nice to have you back, man. How, how was your week? How are you doing? Hello. It's been a great week. Productive and exciting. I thought about you a lot this week because I played both uh, a handful of satisfactory hours as well mm-hmm. as um, uh, more uh, D- Dyson Sphere program. And uh, every time I play a game like that, I just think of you and I think of how organized and uh, how how well run your factories are and mm, how mine yes. looks like a big bowl of spaghetti when I do it. <laughs> That's how I play, and it's really That's embarrassing. Nice. I've been playing Satisfactory lately, and I've been thinking about Bill. So. Yeah, that game's great. Awesome, that game's yeah. great. I do wish the one thing I, ha- I I wish that game let me do, and it's because I'm spoiled by Dyson Sphere because Dyson Sphere has this like very quick early game, um, where it doesn't feel like you're taking forever to to get a couple of mineral or you know a couple of iron and go make a thing. Um, in in Satisfactory, it's like no, you really got to work for those early bits. You got to like yeah. You- you have to use a, a screwdriver to chip away at a rock yeah. <laughs> to get a, a couple hunks of iron. Yeah, I mean, I think it's ultimately yeah. satisfying, no pun intended, mm-hmm. um, because everything else is worth it later. But it is a it's a weird early game. Yeah, anyway, they make you crawl. They absolutely do. Uh, it's good to have you here. I'm going to start things off today by asking you a question that Amy has real fast. We got this oh, uh, VR text number, 801-471-0462, and she asked the following. Have you ever had any experience with melting down plastics or styr- or into styrene? Um, if we had, say, a metric ass load, a metric, sorry, metric, yeah, that's right, metric ass load of plastic spoons and forks and wanted to reconstitute them, uh, what should we use and how do we make sure to keep ourselves safe while doing it, says Amy. Have you ever done that? To you um, know? Hmm. So it depends on the plastic. Um, if it is a thermo... A thermoset. It's, if it's a thermoplastic, thermoplastic, yeah, it can be it can be remelted. Yeah. Um, a friend of mine on Twitter was remelting 3D prints, PLA 3D prints, into little reusable cubes. Yeah. So that's possible, but I don't know about like. Uh, I've seen people do that into pellets too, like where they they you know turn 3D prints, grind yeah. them down into pellets, and then turn them into new filament. I don't see. I haven't seen any non DIY way to do that though. Not a lot of people are doing things like that. But I guess it's possible. I don't know about a um, a disposable fork or something though. I don't know exactly what plastic that's made. Those, out of those tend to burn. Those tend to burn pretty caustically at camps and stuff. Like when you're mm, camping yes. and you put one in the fire, they're like black smoke. It's kind of awful. So I have to wonder if those are safe at all. Whatever those are made yeah. of. Yeah, and also though, like um, certain plastics, when you melt them, they change their structure and they just don't work as plastic anymore yeah so. good point so if somebody's uh, melting down if somebody's melting down their pla extras how do they spool them up is that a i assume there's probably a machine that'll spool it or melt it down and then put it in a spool because that's how you need um, it right what i've seen is people melting it down into stuff that's not meant to be re 3d printed just uh, into something else got it um or um um like brian said put it into pellets yeah but um, you would need a special piece of equipment to then reuse that again as right. filament. And I haven't really seen that. Yeah. Right. yeah, I'll tell you, somebody's going to make a lot of money when they make a PLA printer that's fast, high resolution, all the other things you want out of these these days. 
but also has like a little hole in the back where you feed broken stuff into or the struts yeah, you had to make or whatever. A little wood chipper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it comes out in a new, like, oh, I've got reusable whatever. And maybe you can only do it once. You can't recycle it every time or something. I don't know what the answer will be, but there's that. there's a future in that. Someone's going to make a lot of money when they yeah. do that. I like the idea of just a little door, a little trap door. Yeah. And you have, if you have a print you don't like, throw yeah. it in there. <laughs> you just push a, you pull a lever and the trap door opens. Yeah, it looks like it. a little sarlacc it. pit or yeah. something. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, well, anyway, it's good to have you here. We're going to talk about making stuff because that's what Bill does. And uh, it inspires us and you at home, hopefully, to make more cool things. Bill, what are we looking at this week? Uh, we have a new video out over on our YouTube channel and our website, punishprops.com. And uh, it's a doozy. It's nearly an hour long. We've been working on it for a while. Quite proud of it. Oh, we uh, oh. we made one of the butterflies that Jinx uses in Arcane. I believe in the context of the show, they are called Fire Lights. Mm-hmm. But they look like butterflies. Sure. And um, I wanted to make mine out of brass because I wanted to learn how to do that. So I've spent a few months on this. Uh, we use a few different sort of shapes of brass stock. We got these telescoping tubes. Um, so they're uh, tubes where each one is just slightly smaller than the next and they nest into one another. Um, I use those on things like the legs and the wings. I used some flat plates of brass. So the wings are made out of that. It's about 0.8 millimeters thick, the brass on those wings. It's very thin. And I used a rectangular bar of brass to um, make the body and the head. And this is the first time you've messed with brass? It really is, yeah. No. This is my first real attempt here. Is brass... Okay, here's, so that, that brings up my question. Is brass... It, 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 the properties of brass, like what do you have... Is there st- like stuff you have is to do to make... soft, softer yeah, yeah. metal, easier to pliable, mm-hmm. work with like that? Yeah, or, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, compared to like steel, it's actually quite soft. Um, it's pretty similar to brass. You can use a lot of your woodworking tools. I'm sorry, uh, similar to aluminum. Right. <laughs> uh, you can use a lot of woodworking tools on them. Uh, for me, mostly, mostly it was the CNC machine. And um, I have a Shapoko, which is like a hobby level one, and it worked pretty well. You just have to be a little conservative when you're cutting things like metal. Yeah. Um, it, uh, you can hand work brass really well, like with files and stuff for shaping it or bending it. So if you're looking to get into metal, um, working with metal brass is a great place to start. It's not, you don't um, need a crazy amount of tools. So you can buy a bunch of, I'm just looking here, you got a bunch of like uh, different dowel diameters mm-hmm. and they yeah. fit inside of each other. That's cool. Look at that. Yeah, it's a telescoping tube. So if you look that up, like telescoping brass tube, KNS makes these ones. I'm sure other companies make them, but they make them specifically for this purpose because they fit exactly into the previous one there are a lot of reasons why you want to do that both aesthetically but also um if you're making pistons and stuff or things for like hobby planes you would use those telescoping tubes oh wow look at that okay that's awesome i when i was a kid i thought brass was super i liked it i thought it was cooler than gold or silver or any of that Mm -hmm. stuff and i think it was because it was everywhere when i was really young it was popular like as a thing you'd have in your house you'd have a lot of brass you know stuff but then something happened it's like people thought it was cheesy or something Mm -hmm. happened there and i feel like for like 20 years brass was on the outs are you going to single handedly bring brass back (laughs) into the mainstream (laughs) 
<laughs> I think uh, other people have been doing uh, doing good work as well. So um, I know a lot of woodworkers will like to use brass along with thing uh, wood like walnut. Walnut and brass is a very common combination. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but also just the um, the application. I think a lot of like I'm looking at this lamp in my uh, dining room here, and it's got some faux brass looking fixtures on it that are tacky. AF, as the kids would say. <laughs> and yeah. uh, it looks hideous, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but if you're using brass in a more selective way, um, you can make some really, really uh, elegant stuff. Nice. Nice. We I'm, ended up yeah. using a lot of CNC on this guy. I used a lot, a lot of learning <laughs> to cut out all the parts. Um, that's the part I think I was the most excited about learning. Really getting into getting the repetition in to learn that CNC machine a lot better. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this looks so. It looks like you're almost doing watch parts. It's so tiny. Everything. Oh, isn't it great? Yeah. We have this um, 60 millimeter macro lens that we use, uh, the Panasonic. Oh, you can also see cat hairs just everywhere in this video because <laughs> we're so tight. There's cat fur just everywhere. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's. Um, I'm allergic now. Just looking at it. Mm-hmm. That's how that's going. <laughs> right. Uh, did you so this stuff? Can you describe the stuff you're using to create the the seals? It's almost like a liquid, yeah. and then when you heat it up, it becomes what bonded to the metal. How's that work? Yeah, so that's silver soldering. Um, the goo, the white goo, is a flux. Flux prevents oxid oxygen from getting in there and oxidation and everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you hit it with a torch um, that melts the silver solder, and the two pieces of brass get bonded fairly permanently. This stuff is really, really robust. So how does the brass not, I guess silver melts at a temperature lower than brass does? Right, yeah, okay. the silver solder melts a little lower. Okay, interesting. Uh, wow, this looks so hard. <laughs> <laughs> it was tedious. Tedious is the right word, yeah. not hard, but tedious. There you go, tedium. Um, did you, are you happy with the results? you think things turned out good? Yes, I am overjoyed. Um, the the um, butterfly lights up. We put an LED in its butt. And the way it's powered, the batteries are in the base. So its rear legs are actually the contacts for the LED. And when it's set down on its base, it lights up. That's awesome. And it has been the nightlight in my bathroom um, all weekend long. Oh, that's great. And it'll only be like 30 days till it's completely buried in cat hair. So you got a lot yes, of time. That's right. Uh, that's really great. You guys go check it out. It's, of course, at punishprops.com and the YouTube channel. And it looks amazing if you're a fire or if you're a firefly sorry if you're a, if you're a uh, what's the name of the show gosh dang it arcane fan uh then no brainer get over there and check that out bill do you have a little bonus something today sure do also at the end of our video there is about a minute and a half of bloopers so enjoy that everyone oh, love those cool. <laughs> my favorite parts this, this video i'm sharing is for my friend david Pachuto over at make something he took a um he took a table from Goodwill and did a restoration on it, mm-hmm. completely changed it up, uh, and then he brought it back to Goodwill. <laughs> I think it's a great idea. Oh, that is a great idea. So, yeah. so he basically gave someone an upgrade they're, they're never going to know they got. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. It's this really tacky looking, like, 80s. I totally had a table, table like this with the yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And if you go to Goodwill right now, you can probably get one yourself. When we were in wood shop, we made things like that with the inlaid wood and the glue. And the, that's how my brother made that horrible chess set that had an extra row it wasn't supposed to have. 
<laughs> eight by nine, or was it nine by nine? It was something. No, it was like what is it normally? Eight by eight. Eight by eight. Yeah. yeah. So it was eight. Oh, so it'd be ten. Ten by eight, right? Then because you had an extra row on each side, basically. Yeah. So it was ended up being, and that's where I learned chess. Oh my gosh, it's so stupid. Oh, no, I guess it could still be eight by nine. Yeah. Anyway, and whatever it was, it was too long on one side. And so it wasn't yeah. square. And so when I would pl- I played chess with a whole different set of rules, I had a whole other space <laughs> to go because of my dumb brother's mistake. But anyway. Oh, I love that new top that he put over the parquet, the, the regular parquet top. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Oh, it's cool. Yeah. Go check that out, you guys. Very rad stuff. Uh, Bill, always a pleasure. Hope you're doing well up there and uh, look forward to doing this again next week. Uh, PunishProps.com, everybody. Chinbeard on Twitter. Mm-hmm. We'll see you next time. Toodaloo. Bye now. Oh, we, should, we should have asked him about Vegas. Oh, no, shit. We did on. it again. <laughs> ah, we'll do it off air. It's fine. Uh, Bill, if you're still listening, uh, let us know off air if you're coming to Vegas. We'd love to see you. Yeah. No no, no pressure or stress, but we just, we're just we dumb about this sort of Jeez. thing. Yes, we are. Um, who are we adding now? Bobby is who we're adding, adding now. Bobby. Yeah. We got, uh, we we got go. a little Bobby added, incoming. We just put on uh, Bill's video recommendation onto our... Oh, very nice. ...kicktms.li page. Yep, go there now. There's still something wrong, isn't there, Bill? <laughs> oh, wrong one. I did Bill again. Hold on. <laughs> Here's Bobby's. I got a Bobby, a new Bobby one. Here we go. Science! Bob is hungry, and the soup looks good. I agree. It does look wow. good. Wow. Uh, Bobby, the soup looks good, and so do you. It's Bobby Frankenberger, a.k.a. Uh, the, I, don't, I don't have a good name for you. You're just who you are. Mm. You're just Bobby. A.k.a. Um, Bill. <laughs> I call you Bill, yeah. A.k.a. Bill. A.k.a. Bill. Um, he's joining us today. Bob and Bill, they're just too close to each other, I guess. I don't know. It throws me off. Yeah. Uh, You're only seconds <laughs> apart on this show. That's right. He's our science expert, <laughs> our uh, our guy that comes in and talks about the hot science of the day. And he also has a great science podcast, which we'll talk about later. Bobby, welcome back. And what do you got going? What's going on, man? Um, not a lot. I got a. I was uh, so recently my my younger daughter's. It was my younger daughter's birthday, and she got an ant farm. Oh, mm. fun. Fun. And uh, you know they make ant farms nowadays. It's not got dirt or sand and sand in it. They just put this like clear or semi-translucent gel in it. Oh, oh yeah. yes, Tristan had that. It looks like it looks like toothpaste. It's like yeah, yeah. and the and light will can... shine through it, and you can see the mm-hmm. the tunnels that are burrowing. Do the ants like, like that. that? Okay, they don't mind it. Yeah, they... apparently they don't mind. I mean, they are digging through this, but apparently, what's cool about it is it's. It, it's food as well as right. like substrate they can dig through, so you don't have to do anything. You just dump the ants in, and they're fine. <laughs> and they don't like, but they don't pi- like obviously because they're eating it. They don't pile it up like you usually see with sand around uh, the the holes of a uh, an ant farm, right? You just yeah, like they well, just they, consume they it. As they... A, they pile it up a bit. You do oh, get to see they? some of that, but it's not as much. You're mm, right. They okay. they are eating some of it. But um, Weird. anyway, the reason I, I bring that up is because I was thinking about insects. Like you look at those little insects and you can kind of see like when you look at an uh, an insect colony, it seems very directed and, and smart. But when you look at an individual ant, like I watch one of those individual ants and it's very clear that that ant is dumb. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Like. Like they don't have, they're just pre-programmed to do a thing. Like it'll, I've, I watch one of these ants. It'll, it'll pick up either a little piece of this substrate or, or like another ant's head that died, and it'll just walk back and forth. 
for like yeah it doesn't minutes. care what it is its job is <laughs> right. to grab the thing whatever that thing is and then take it back until it runs into whatever stimuli causes it to drop it and go do something else right yeah right so that's kind of how we think about insects as these pre-programmed dumb things that just just aren't smart yeah. right yeah um but there's some research that has been uh, published. There's these two different yeah. groups of researchers that have found evidence of social learning in yeah. bees. Ooh, bees. And I like possibly bees. Ev- yeah, bees are mm-hmm. awesome. Um, but social learning and possibly even evidence of culture inside bees and their, and their, and their hives. It's funny you bring this up today. I just saw, I think I may have even retweeted it. I saw a video of some bees... Or a, a hornet got into a bee's nest. Everything ignored it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Until it ate one of the bees. So it walked up and went, nom, 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 and ate this uh-huh. bee. And then the bees dog piled or bee piled this <laughs> this hornet like you've I've never seen anything quite like it. It was the most brutal freaking reaction. And they all did it at once. It yeah. was like the queen went, two arms or something. And the, all these bees <laughs> just went in a huge pile and devoured that freaking. That yeah, they were willing thing. to give that wasp a chance, you know. Yeah, they <laughs> they were gonna, you know, they were gonna let him hang around. You know, don't if he doesn't bug us, we don't bug him. But no, he ate one yeah. of the bee, he ate a doorman or whatever, like a it's like a Walmart greeter version of a bee. And the rest yeah. of the Walmart bees went, no, f that, and they killed him. They're it not going to tolerate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they've got bees have got a little bit more going on up in the uh, cranium. Seems like. Yeah, so apparently, because this research shows us. So the first thing, I said there were two groups of researchers. The first group looked at uh, problem solving in bees. There's actually been past research, I think it was published last year, or maybe just early this year, um, that showed that bees can learn to solve puzzles, which was really cool. That was never, it was not known before that that was possible. What they did was they had these wooden balls that that they would uh, put around the bees i guess and then they would the bees would could push the they would learn to push the wooden balls into these like depressions or holes yeah um in order to earn a sugary solution which is what they eat right yeah gotcha (laughs) um so like nectar Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and so the, the bees would learn how to do that. That was the past research. So these researchers wanted to take that a little bit further. Mm-hmm. And then they became precogs and they could predict murders and stuff like a minority yes, report. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's, well, yeah. that's yeah. what they do is it, it goes through the little track. And down oh, and the, the little bees are like pushing it and it's a murder. Yeah. Oh no. Murder. Oh yeah. crap. There's exactly. A... And then they kill the, they track down and kill the wasp. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that's really? how it works. Okay. okay. They so, saw it before um, it happened. I see. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And they were just waiting. You, you, it's the law. You can't, you can't, you know, it, you saw the movie. You have to wait the until movie. the crime it's, happens. Right. You can't, <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, that's what they, anyway, we're not, the, just watch the movie. Watch the um, movie. Get in there. Yeah. Um, so this new research, they wanted to take it a step further. They demonstrated the same thing, but it was a different puzzle. Um, and uh, what they had was this small container of, of, nectar of sugary solution with either a red tab on the top or a blue tab and the bees had to learn that if it had a red tab they needed to turn that tab clockwise to open it and if it was a blue tab they needed to turn it counterclockwise so i mean it's a simple puzzle wow. right but it's still still yeah, i mean for a bee learned it. Yeah, no yeah, yeah that's crazy so the bees would easily learn to solve it reliably and this is the next step that they took is they would then put that same puzzle into a group of bees and with the puzzle 
they would put one of the bees that had already learned how to do it oh, in there with oh, them. Oh, cool. To see if he would teach all of his buddies kind of what <laughs> yeah, they do and with So they found, yeah. <laughs> exactly, they found that the other bees that were put in a situation where they had, they called it a demonstrator bee that would demonstrate how it's done. Sure. Um, those bees learned much more quickly how to solve that puzzle it's like a it's bee, like, like a, a hive a hive mind yeah like a hive mind <laughs> right. but also it's like a little bee ted talk or something they all had to learn <laughs> exactly exactly he had like a little bee uh earpiece on and love it exactly love it yeah. but but that's amazing so instead of so that says that it's not just like stimulus we were just talking about it's just stimulus response right like right like you bump into uh, another ant's head it looks like a piece of food so you'd pick it up <laughs> Um, um, but, uh, but that's not what this is happening here. This is clearly a a bee was doing it and the the bees were watching that bee do it and learning from that. Interesting. Yeah. That's crazy. I didn't, I mean, I don't know. I, I like to think that, uh, do, do you think that indicates anything about like how they may have, they could yet evolve meaning, you know, probably not in our lifetime, but living things don't stop evolving at all. So yeah, it could, It could, sure, go in in a direction it, that requires, you know, is there going to be an, an uh, some sort of an advantage to this? I would think so. I mean, there's got to be a huge. Bees are social creatures; they live in groups, so you would think that there has to be a big um, advantage to being able to learn quickly different behaviors, and and maybe that's what leads to this next thing that I was talking about. Remember, I mentioned culture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So culture, like operationally defined, you might think is um, is like uh, a social learning that is being passed on to to other groups, but also down through generation, right? Right. right. Um, so you're passing, you're learning socially, but you're also passing that on down to from generation to generation. That that could be an operational definition of culture. Right. So they found this in honeybees. Honeybees um, famously have this a dance that they do. They, like they've the wiggle dance. The, yeah, the waggle <laughs> yeah. dance. The wiggle, wiggle or waggle game. dance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And the, the what they do is that whenever a bee finds pollen or, or nectar, actually, the bees are, are just collecting pollen by virtue of being around the, the flower. But they're mm-hmm. looking for the nectar. So when bees find nectar... They go back to the hive and they communicate that to other bees by doing this dance. And the dance is pretty interesting. It's complicated. Um, it has different dimensions for how they can tell other bees where, which direction to go, how far yeah. to go, all this kind of stuff. It's like, yeah, you turn right and then waggle. Uh, oh, the, okay, 10 feet. All right. And then waggle. And, oh, go another 10 feet and then turn right. Right. And, yeah. and it is just like that. It's like the direction yeah. of the figure eight because it's, it's in a figure eight and yeah. everything. Yeah, it's very crazy. cool. Um, and so what they found is in hives of bees, what will happen is the way bees learn that dance, and this is what the paper is about that they were able to show, the ways bees learn is at about eight days old, a new bee will start to shadow an experienced dancer. A newbie. <laughs> yeah. A newbie. <laughs> yeah. I love puns. Have I ever told you how much I love puns? <laughs> oh, yes. We know you love puns. Sorry. I mean, <laughs> puns, um, puns are fun. I like puns. They're great. Yeah. So at eight days old, the the bee will start to shadow an experienced bee dancer and learn from that bee. And at 12 days old, that bee will start to dance on their own and they will mimic, they will, their dance will, 
will will be the same as the dance of the bee that they they shadowed and then they pass that on to another generation and so on and so forth and interestingly this develops different styles that bees have or what they're what they call dialects because they're it's a form of communication right right mm-hmm. And so not only can individual bees have their own style or dialect, they were able to show that on the colony level or the whole hive level, there are distinct dialects between hives, um, different types of dances. That They are communicating the same thing, but in slightly different ways. And so this can be, from our operational definition of culture, this can be thought of as a culture. Right. Interesting. Yeah. A bee culture. It's a simple culture, but a culture nonetheless. You yeah. know. Right. I mean, yeah. it's generational learning that is being passed on. And mm. that's just, it's not, the point again is that it's not simple stimulus response like, like was previously thought. This is social learning. It's actually being demonstrated from one bee to the next. Wow. That's crazy. So, yeah. um, have you ever done the thing? This is for this takes back to ants, I guess. Maybe it works with bees, but uh, I saw it on some video, so I thought I'd try it. If you get an ant on a piece of paper and you draw with a just a ballpoint pen, just like a big pen or whatever, you draw a path or some walls. The he won't go past them. It's oh, that whole really? chemical. I've thing. I've seen that with ladybugs. Are you, maybe you're talking about ladybugs. I thought it was an ant. Well, I did it with an ant, and it worked. Yeah, it but it works. was a sharpie, yeah, and that may have helped because it was stinky. You know, because Sharpies kind of reek a little bit. Mm-hmm. So maybe that, you know, the, the chemical reaction's stronger or something. But they would see, they'd get up next to it and go, oh, shit, and move the other way. Oh, shit, can't go there. So you'd cr- I created yeah. like a little path, and you could only go through the path, and he just followed through the little two-lane path <laughs> where I wanted him wow. to go, which I thought was That's pretty really wild. Cool. Yeah. Nothing yeah. doesn't really cool. tie into bee culture. I have but, seen that, like I said, with a ladybug. I've never tried it myself. Yeah. Well, try it with a man bug next time, and he's just going to tell you <laughs> F off. Well, yeah. Uh, well, that's He'll fascinating. stop before he gets to the Sharpie and ask for directions. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the ladybug always stops and asks. The man yeah. bug's like, F you. I'm not talking. I'm not stopping for nobody. I'm not lost. No, I'm lost. Everything's fine. <laughs> if I fall off this table, whatever. That's just the way life was. <laughs> meant to be. Uh, Bobby, fascinating stuff as always. I always love hearing about this stuff. And uh, there'll be more uh, great science content coming up on uh, This Week in Science. Nope, that's not the name of it. It's All Around Science. And um, All tell, Around Science. Tell me about the show and what you guys are talking about this week. Um, well, the show is All Around Science, like you finally got to. Yep. And the... Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, the it's we talk about science every week we talk about what's in the news and just what we find interesting the episode that came out yesterday uh we talked about it was inspired by what i talked to you guys about recently which is um speed reading hmm. um all right we actually i we we ended up breaking this up into we recorded the whole thing um but we ended up breaking it up into two parts and the first part came out yesterday where we just talked about the science of reading interesting um and just how our brains learn to read why we learn to read an interesting thing called the the reading paradox, which is that our brains evolved in the state that they are now a hundred thousand years ago, but we only but we only learned to read about six thousand years ago. But there's distinct places in the brain that process language in its reading form and written form. So it's it's just an interesting why is that and how what what parts of your brain are you using and why and stuff like that. So we talk all about that. Sounds fascinating. All around science. Yeah, go check it out wherever you get your podcasts. It's Bobby Frankenberger. Have a fantastic week and go fly a plane. You too.
Bye now. <laughs> All right, let's see if we can cross my fingers. I'm going to close this. Oh, God, I'm worried. Uh, yeah, uh, I think they solved it. Oh, Because we haven't had a problem for weeks. I think we're good. Yeah. <laughs> Never knew, though, for sure. <laughs> um, all right, before we get out of here, um, yeah. a quick note. Uh, Play Retro got moved again, and actually, we're going to make this permanent. We're going uh, It's starting to be that Tuesdays are hard uh, for both Brian and I. Things keep kind of coming up, and we're bumping to Wednesdays a lot. So we decided, okay. hey, why do we do that? Let's just make it Wednesdays. So um, it's a busy day for me because I'm on DTNS right before, but we're going to do Play Retro mm-hmm. tomorrow at 3.30 p.m., and from then on, Wednesdays, unless otherwise told, so uh, just letting people know if that's where they wanted to ch- uh, check that out. If they want to watch that show, that'll be tomorrow, 3.30 p.m. Uh, Mountain Time at uh, twitch.tv slash frogpants. So watch for that. As always, uh, join us on our Patreon, patreon.com slash TMS. You don't ever want to get ads? Great. That's a great way to do it. Do you want couch parties on the weekend? We like those. You will, too. Do you want art in the mail? How about other uh, cool benefits like pre-show content every single day and post-show for this show? Uh, only way to do it is for... Uh, you to go to patreon.com slash TMS and for as low as a dollar a month, you're in like Flynn. Okay. okay. Brian, let's get out of here so okay. I can uh, make the stupid phone call I have at 11. Aww, well, it's not stupid. Look, I have a secret to tell you. Ooh. Uh, there's another game called Factorio that's a lot like Satisfactory, but it's top down. Oh, yeah. I've heard about this. Yeah. Plays on the Mac real well, and it's a perfect thing to play while boring people on a zoom call <laughs> you know what i mean like you know those calls where yeah. you have very little to do with what's happening but you still yes. need to be there yeah i'm just gonna throw it out there that factorio beautiful way to spend your is that on, is that on steam it is on steam yeah oh. it's a great yeah. game you'd love it it's it's very much it's basically satisfactory but what if the camera was up here and, oh see i like that yeah you yeah. control it more like an rts sort of thing but it's the same kind of game that is the one i mean i love satisfactory but as the the only complaint i have is like uh, okay yeah. no, oh all right oh too close to the yeah there's a lot especially when you're putting up. down buildings it's like oh shit yes. right in my face i gotta yeah. put it over here yeah so if if you like that game but you want to have a little bit more of a godlike view yeah that and dyson sphere are both excellent really good Cool. All right. Uh, that'll do it for us. Hey, Brian, I need you to play a song, if you don't mind. Yes, sir. Yes. Uh, another sad one uh, here. Another sad Another sad dedication. This one coming out to uh, Tinnock, who says, Today marks one year since the passing of one of my best friends to cancer. We went through many choirs together, and he had this amazing bass voice. I always imagine him walking through the wide-open fields of gold, and it gives me some solace. Love you, Jacko. You are surely missed more than you can imagine uh signed tinock um promise promise tomorrow by the way is a uh, a birthday request <laughs> oh gotcha <laughs> another sad one we can't have so many sad ones in a row Jeez. uh all right so this is fields of gold of course the song originally done by sting this one covered by the idea of north from their album ballads from 2016 i may have played this one on the show before i can't remember but it is really really good here is The idea of North and Fields of Gold. That'll do it for us. Thank you all for being here. We'll see you tomorrow.
forget the sun in his jealous sky as we walk in fields of gold. So she took her love for to gaze a while upon the fields of barley. In his arms she fell as her hair came down. Stay with me. Will you be my love among the fields of barley? You'll forget the sun in his jealous sky as we lie in fields of gold. See the west wind move like a so among fields of barley Feel her body rise When you kiss her mouth Among fields of gold I never made promises like some that I've brought I swear in the days still left We'll walk in fields of gold We'll walk in fields of Podcasts like this at frogpants.com. Is it a human bone, Gramps? Might be, boy. Might be. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. 
Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.